0: Hey, camp settings are fun. Rookie camp, training camp, all of that's fun. Everybody's hopeful. Everybody's got their sights set really high. And there's going to be all kinds of fun storylines that come with it. But there's one subject that has to be taken more seriously than any other. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Day one of rookie camps in the books in Cranberry. These things don't generate a whole lot of news. Unless, of course, you consider Valtteri Pustinen's valiant attempt to speak English with reporters for the first time to fit into that category. Last season, uh, my roommate, Trip, uh, user, uh, regular, he was watching movies, but no Finnish text. And I was like, hey, user, what happened now? And uh, he saying, but, uh, no text, I don't understand. Either. Hey, no joking here. His English is better than my Finnish, and let's just leave it at that. It's not going to be, oh, look at this superb prospect who jumps out and impresses everybody. You're going to have names come along, and and especially when it comes to the prospect tournament game that they'll play against Boston's prospects tomorrow up in Buffalo. Then the big boys come in, and they make all their waves, and they say all their... uh, big statements about how they believe in each other and are grateful to management for keeping them together and all that other stuff. This coming season can be condensed, I believe, to a single player, and it's not anybody from the core. And I say that with immense respect. It's about Tristan Jari. This has to be for this team to contend Not compete, not to be second or third place in the division or whatever else and just kind of you know get wiped out in a round or two, but to contend. This has to be the season in which Tristan Jari's legitimately the best player on the roster. Again, I posit this with. Infinite respect to Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Jake Gensel, and everybody else on the list. They've all got to be really, really good. Jari's got to be better. Jari's got to end the regular season as the team MVP, and he's got to go into the playoffs the same way he could have slash should have gone into the playoffs this past season. Had he not incurred the unfortunate injury. My vote a mythical vote at that for team MVP probably would have gone to Jari last regular season. And I know that wouldn't have been all that universally popular, you know, Jake with the 40 goals, Sid produced at a really high rate when he came back. Latang might've had the most dependable season of his entire career. There's any number of guys you could have considered To me, Jari was the guy who, especially over the first half of the season, was the best player on his team most nights. That's what has to happen. No one anywhere will look at this franchise and think to themselves, oh, Jari's the best player on that team. But that's going to have to change for the team to make it to the next level. No hype, no exaggeration, and by the way, no artificial pressure. Okay, Go back over the history of the Stanley Cup, and I mean the history of the Stanley Cup when it was the Vancouver whatevers against the Seattle millionaires and they were going back and forth on sleds and everything else here. It almost always still came down to which team had the better slash hotter goaltender. And when I look at Jari's trajectory, when I look at where he was a couple of years ago, the meltdown with the Islanders and everything else, I look at how he bounced back from that, not just mentally, but also physically. When I say that, I'm referring to significantly and palpably improved technique. He became literally a better goaltender on hand off the ice. And when I see the numbers that he put up in each of the last two regular seasons, I'm looking at a guy who is now undeniably a top 10 NHL goaltender, arguably, don't bite my head off for this, a top five. I don't see why he shouldn't be considered that when you look at the combination of his save percentage, his goals against average, his wins, and oh, by the way, the fact that he does see a lot of shots and a lot of high danger shots. That's kind of the boomerang back to being a goaltender behind a bunch of offensive guys, which is what the Penguins are still constituted like. If you dispute that, or if you want to go back to the Islanders series and say, well, the last time we saw him in the playoffs, he was terrible, and we've only seen one game since then, then you're just not watching. I'm sorry. I don't say that a mean way. But you're just not watching and you're hanging on to the last thing that made you really, really angry. And when Jari came back and played game seven, even though he played pretty well, meaning against the Rangers, had he won, had the Penguins scored in overtime or had their NHL's top paid defense core managed to hold on to a third period lead then we'd all have been singing the praises of Jari for playing on the bad foot. And for that matter, Evan Rodriguez would have been the the guy who got the winning goal and he'd still be a penguin. And it's funny how a single outcome changes so, so much, not just in perception, but in reality. Jari was really good in game seven. Was he good enough? No, obviously they didn't win. But let that one go. He's a different goaltender than what he was against the Islanders. If you want to say that it's going over the top to rank him among the top five, come up with five goaltenders in the league you'd rather have. Go ahead. Come up with five of them. I've got a couple that I consider to be fixtures up there in Andre Vasilevsky of Tampa Bay and Connor Hellebuck of Winnipeg, and Igor Shesterkin rose up into those ranks over the past I guess, season and a half. It gets a good bit harder from there, doesn't it? Yeah. This team can compete with or without Jari being at that level. It can't contend, though, without it. When we come back, J1Q. comes from Pete, who asks, amusingly enough, what could the front office have possibly seen in Josh Archibald that made him first day of free agency attractive to them? That's the best adjectival use that anyone's had in a J1Q in any sport all year long. Pete, I congratulate you and yours on your accomplishment. I have no idea. It's my non-award winning answer. In fact... Pete, I'm not going to lie. Until you brought up Archibald, I haven't even had him cross my mind. You know these episodes that I've done where I get into bottom six this and bottom six that and who's going to play alongside Teddy Bluger and who might be over here and over there to do this or that? I must mention half a dozen guys who won't make the NHL roster without even breathing his name, without even having it pass through. And look, I don't mean to make this sound, you know, cruel or whatever, but this makes no sense. I mean, he's got some speed. He's got some hands. He's a classic, classic AHL forward. Now, if that's what the team signed him for, okay. No harm, no foul, but... Any notion that he'd come in and compete for an NHL roster spot, look, he could come in and put up six preseason goals in as many preseason games, and it wouldn't or shouldn't make a difference. Uh, This is not a player who's going to add anything to your equation and, in, in fact, really arguably takes away from it i thought he was a perfect fit for edmonton and i actually don't even say that in a good way look this group that they have competing for fourth line duty or third line depending on how all that stuff shakes out i I just hope to reiterate from yesterday that it's a shot that drew o'connor really gets at this camp, because I think he can be a difference maker for a lot of the things that the Penguins have been missing, not just his size, but also his ability to get in on the forecheck and kind of gobble people up down there. Uh, Say what you want about Zach Aston Reese and his lack of hands, but ZAR was able to do that. He was able to do things on the forecheck because of the way he would come in at the right angle and have his arms wide and everything else and it would just look and feel like a big league forecheck and that allowed Teddy and the other guys who played with him whether it was you know Brandon Tanev or Brock McGinn or whoever it would allow them to be more effective and they would keep the puck at the far end of the ice that's that's what you need having a, another little guy squirting around you know no thanks I appreciate the question I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins Don't forget to leave a happy review with a whole bunch of stars, by the way, on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. It goes a long way toward extending our reach. That also is appreciated. Let's do this again Monday.